Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is the podcast where I answer the question, what am I reading this week? For the free video version of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos. I really recommend you do. You've got to see the video version of this special episode. Patreon.com slash vmcampos. This is the series where I review a comic book, new or old, for the following dimensions. The cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book. Now I'm publishing this video on December 25th, 2019, Christmas Day. Merry Christmas, if you celebrate. And I'm doing something very special. I am going to review a book I have not read yet. And it's also a Christmas present to myself. I just bought from eBay a book that I had in my collection decades ago. And it disappeared somewhere. I don't know where it ended up. And I lost the memory of what the book was for a long time, the the name of the book and the number of the book and such, but I remembered uh, snippets of the book throughout my throughout my youth, throughout my life, and I finally tracked what book it was, and I found it on eBay for a great price, and I bought it. So that's what I'm reading this week, a long-lost comic from my youth. If you're watching the video version, I am completely opening this up from the original packaging and you'll get to see it page by page. So I recommend go check out the video version, patreon.com slash vmcampos. And the book is Creepy Number 17, published by Warren Magazines. This is it, this is the book. I have not held this book uh, in my hands in decades. I used to own a copy of this book when I first got into comics in around 1987, somewhere between 1987 and 1995, probably, I don't know, 1987 to 1989 or something, um, I had a copy of this book. My dad um, got it for me when we were at a, at, a, uh, at a swap meet one time. And it was like, hey, you like comic books? Here's a cool old comic book. Totally vintage, this is from 1970 something, I think 1972 or so, we'll see in a moment. And I had it, and I remember it's a, a great, scary comic, creepy. It's an anthology book, black and white. And there's a couple of stories in here that I remember from back then, but I lost this comic. I have no idea where it ended up. And almost all the comics I've had all my life, I still have them. I just don't know what happened to this one. Wow, 40 cents. And again, I haven't opened this book in decades, so this will be a real treat. So I couldn't remember if it was creepy or eerie or maybe some other publication of this ilk. But I remembered there were two stories. One about a guy that goes to Jamaica or Haiti and there are zombies. And the final part of the story is that the zombies are after him and he remembers the only way to get away from the zombies is to go into the ocean because zombies can't deal with salt water. But whoops, he was misinformed and the zombies get him. So I remember that story. The other story is something about a lady who inherited her father's or grandfather's estate or something, but it's haunted and she's having visions of like weird murders or whatever. 
and ultimately she know she finds out the family history that her 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 ancestors were um, were hangmen, they were executioners, and she's the next in line to be one as well. Something like that. That's what I remember. So we'll see if those stories are actually here or, or I'm just conflating it with other memories. But it's uh, go with the conceit of the of the podcast. Let's review the cover. Okay, so the cover, it's got the classic creepy uh, logo. It's got this sort of like chilling font and such. Um, and we've got this beautiful painted cover. I believe it's Frank Frazetta. We'll, we'll conver- uh, confirm that inside. And it's just this uh, executioner on top of um, an altar or whatever. And there's skulls there. Don't they clean up the skulls and take them away after the people have been killed? And his axe is totally bloody and he's grimly determined, you're next. He's got an amazing dagger in his belt, but but he can't even bend down because the dagger's right there. Anyway, those are just nitpicking and it's a beautiful painted cover. So uh, I'm going to give this a five out of five. It's just so evocative. It's so stark. Uh, there's this uh, graphic design where there are converging lines from the steps of the altar right to the executioner right in the center and then amazing... Uh, setting sun blood red tones we've got uncle creepy on the top left corner right below the um the info about this is creepy from october uh, 9, uh october and it's issue number 17 so it's a great cover this is a five out of five let's open up the interior so we've got a variety of stories and art styles and artists so let's see here the very first uh, page is story by Archie Goodwin, art by Frank Frazetta. And now a few words about werewolves, dredged up from Creepy's loathsome lore. So I kind of remember this, that werewolves have been around for decades and they're still around, but you just never know who's a werewolf. Beautiful Frank Frazetta art, that's always amazing. Interior pages are kind of yellowed, but that makes sense because this book is from 1967. Oh, it's older than I remember it. So yeah, this is Creepy Number 17 from 1967. Published six times a year, I suppose. 40 cents per copy. This is published by Warren Publishing at 301 East 47th Street, New York, New York. Okay, publisher James Warren, assistant to the publisher, Richard Conway, editor-in-chief, Archie Goodwin, cover Frank Frazetta. Yep, so that's a Frank Frazetta cover, amazing. Lettering by Ben Oda and contributors, Roger Brand, Frank Frazetta, Rocco Mastroserio, Donald Norman, Joe Orlando, John Severin, ooh, Tim Sutton, and Marie Switman. So we've got Loathsome Lore, Zombie, Thundering Terror, The Mummy's Hand, Heritage of Horror, Creeping Fan Club, Images in Wax, A Night's Lodging, The Haunted Sky. So Zombie and I think A Heritage of Horror, those are the two that I remember from this book. Voodoo drums throb through the hot night surrounding a Brazilian village, and the walking dead strive toward forth to vengeance, the profaning of their cult. Okay, so that's the memory that I have. And I think Heritage of Horror, outside the raging thunderstorm, within a frightened and helpless girl wandering through cold stone corridors haunted by a blood-drenched legend. Yeah, that's it. That's in my memory. Everything else here I don't really remember, but I have vague recollections of this werewolf frontispiece and okay let's keep going so number 17 october 1967 we've got the dear uncle creepy letters column so okay cool i'll read those later and we have the first story brazil the small seaport of chavez nestles at the juncture where the mighty amazon river empties into the atlantic 
in the surrounding jungle, the sound of drums are often heard for the local natives practice voodoo, and many say on that right night you can see the cult priest turn dead corpses into zombies. Art by Rocco Mastroserio and script by Archie Goodwin. So beautiful black and white art. Uh, the intruding white man uh, sees the ritual. Then we've got a dead guy. They cut out my heart. You, you're one of them. They made you into a zombie. Stay back. He can't do that. He runs off. Yeah, this is it. Every way is blocked. I can't get through. They're driving me into the jungle. The ocean. I'm running towards the ocean. Uh, ocean. That's it. I remember from my research before coming down here, when a zombie consumes salt, he comes to his senses, turns against the voodoo priest who commands him, and I've got an ocean full of salt water. Yeah, this is the story that I remember, and I remember right here, they're coming at him. Water's almost up to my head out here. Should be enough. That's right. That's right. Keep on coming. Soak up the nice salt water into your pores. Why isn't it working? Why doesn't it take effect? No, no, you can't. It should have worked. No. They get him. Struggling on the iron grip of the undead creatures, Harris at last realized his mistake. He had forgotten about the Amazon, the largest river in the world, whose swift driving currents push and flow from its mouth to the ocean for miles. Swift driving currents of fresh river water. Oh snap, so it was fresh river water, not salt water that he was inside of. And so the zombies got him. Yes, this was in my memories. I haven't seen this story in decades and I love it. It's what a twist. All of these had such amazing twist endings. Wonderful. So what's this next story? Thundering Terror seems to take place in the Old West. John Severin Art. Script by Clark Diamond and Terry Bisson. And uh, yeah, it's um, cowboys and stuff and revenge. And someone gets trampled by a buffalo. And uh, Native Americans are like, you're going to get it. And um, I guess, uh, yeah, he sees a ghost or whatever. And he falls and gets killed. So, okay. Don't really remember that one. That's cool. The Mummy's Hand. This is art and adaptation by Joe Orlando. And it's uh, an adaptation of uh, one of the Mummy movies. Seems a lot like the Boris Karloff thing. Beautiful art. I'm going to say definitely the art on this is another 5 out of 5. This amazing art um, is just uh, in every single issue of, of these magazines, creepy and eerie and such. It's just, it goes without saying, this is just tremendous art from international talents. This is a five out of five. Story-wise, okay, here it is right here, Heritage of Horror. Ever feel like you had an axe to grind, rabid reader? I bet it couldn't compare with the dark doings of the Daxland family and their hair-raising heritage of horror. So the stories are all like twist endings. There's a lot of horror, not as violent as you think, but still very evocative terror. And it's just the artist amazing, like the rain is happening here. So yeah, this is the story that I remember. Uh, a young damsel she's remembering or she's having nightmares about being executed and so forth, but it's just a nightmare. Come, madam, it is time. And they're about to execute her. Christine sees the taut muscles ripple with movement, hears flashing steel whistle through the air. 
and knows, and somehow feels the first cold kiss of the fine-edged death. Christine bolts upright in the darkness, so it was just a dream. This is art by Donald Norman and script by Archie Goodwin. These stories, I think, are I'm also going to give them pretty high up there. Five out of five. Great twist endings. Really put you into the state of mind. So what are we doing here? The courtyard where they used to have the executions. For an instant, her fingers claw at the heavy door, struggling to open it. A sudden gust of wind does the job, and a blast of lightning throws eerie illumination on the looming form in the doorway. John, no! No! Christine's scream is lost in a loud roll of thunder, and she can only stagger back, fear widening her eyes, riveting on the bright edge of gleaming steel drawing closer, until mercifully she faints. So she wakes up. Uh, the mask, the cloak, you've taken them off. What? I had to test myself to be certain those items had no power over me. I've won, Christine. I've won. Thanks to you, Christine, I'm able to escape the heritage. The heritage of the headsman. Everyone will know John Daxon as no axe-wielding maniac. Final twist, I am a hangman. And then she is totally getting hung right there and executed. So yeah, I didn't remember this exactly. I thought that she, her family, was a family of executioners and she couldn't escape her fate. But it was the guy, John, and he won't escape his destiny. He is an executioner. And then the, the final sarcasm from Uncle Creepy. Hmm, looks like the last of the Daxland dynasty has made the family hang up much more literal. Could be that John just wanted Christine to become more of a swinger, eh, fellow fiendies? Har har. Okay, what else do we have? The Creepy Fan Club. So people just talking to each other and such. Fan art, etc. People could communicate with each other way back in 1967. Okay, image in wax. This is a Tom Sutton and Archie Goodwin piece. What's this one about? Um, don't remember this one. Art is gorgeous, of course. Beautiful characterization. It seems like some guy works at a wax museum or something, and one of the guys is dead, but he's actually a wax, a living wax work or something. And then they get him, and there's dead things. And they say that he's a master wax worker guy. Yeah, I don't remember this one at all. Yes, indeed, ghoulish glancers. I'm afraid the whole affair has turned Monsieur Vigo into a bit of a stiff. Of course, it's not too late for him to change. Just wait until the first really hot day. <laughs> a night's lodging. This is by Maurice Whitman and Ray Dunn. I uh, don't remember this one. Again, the art is just tremendous. I'm going to read this in much more detail, but this is the first time that I see this in decades, and I just wanted to share. Suddenly at the end, we've got, what, a bunch of zombies and stuff? Frankly, I'd just soon leave the guidebook entry as it is. Otherwise, we might never get people like you blundering in a night's lodging. Choke. There's a lot of fiends coming at him at the end, and he's done for. Get them now. Creepy back issues and subscriptions. You can go back all the way to issue number one for one dollar. Well, originally it was like 40 cents, right? So one dollar for issue number one. The Haunted Sky. There's a beautiful SR-71 spy plane perfectly rendered. That's by Roger Brand. Script by Archie Goodwin. And this is like modern horror. That's kind of cool. It's taking, you know, Cold War aesthetics and putting them into... A, uh, oh, there's like floating dead pilots here. 
and that freaks them out so much that there's so many dead things. You can do it, Bryant. You can do it. Don't fight it, Colonel. Come. It's easy. So easy. Come on. No, no. And that causes him to crash the plane. On August 17th of last year, Danbury Aviation discontinued the RPX-19 project. No similar programs have been planned by them at this writing. Okay, so it's like the spy plane went up so high that it found all the dead uh, souls of all the previous pilots. Kind of interesting there. A lot of advertisements for Venus flytraps and cool books and so forth. It's kind of cool that the ads didn't really break up the, the actual story and not until the end. And uh, yeah, we've got the Monster World magazines and buy yourself some ants or a live monkey. How much does a monkey cost anyway? Send $19.95 and a check and you get a monkey in the mail. Wow. Cool Batmobile for 98 cents. Or Green Hornet's Black Beauty. And then we've got Pow Zam, reel about all great heroes on film. The original Batman from 27 years ago. Screen Thrills Illustrated. And then on the back, we've got Wild New Adventure LP Records, only $1.98. So you can listen to these things, such as the Superman dramas, Flash Gordon, The Invisible Man. So War of the Worlds is $1.98 and so forth, so audio recordings of these classic books. Well, the enjoyability of this book, this is a 10 out of 5. This was just really cool to have this book in my collection again. So many memories. I'm going to look through each one of these pages in great detail, read these stories again, and I had this book, I don't know, 30 years ago, 25 years ago, something happened to it. The book disappeared somewhere, maybe in one of my moves or something. And I don't have it anymore, but now I do. It's not in amazing condition. The pages are pretty yellowed. The cover's uh, pretty well intact. There's a, a corner that's a little bent over here. And it's got that classic newsprint scent of the 60s that I love. Great memory, so very enjoyable book to have again in my collection. So once again, listener, if you'd like to see the book in question, and I really hope you go see the book that I'm talking about, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos. Follow for free on Patreon to be alerted to all the things that I do regarding comic books, San Diego Comic Con, cosplay, Magic the Gathering, and all that cool stuff. So this week I read Creepy, number 17, published by Warren Publishing in 1967. This has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.